Welcome to the Notorious Scoundrels, a Star Wars Legion podcast bringing you the latest news, general perspective, and competitive discussion. Hello and welcome back to the Notorious Scoundrels podcast. I'm Kyle. I'm here with Jay and Lucas. Oh, gentlemen. I'm a robot today. (laughs) Yeah, Lucas all the way from Germany. Uh, Not the best of connections. So just audio today. But uh, don't worry. There is a stand in Lucas. Yeah. For those of you watching the YouTube channel, you you see what's (laughs) happening right now. Wow, Uh, I'm so handsome. Even digital form. (laughs) Yeah, buddy. You're the handsomest. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, as much as I would like to talk about how handsome Lucas is, uh, we do have a lot to talk about today. Uh, People have been getting Battle Force boxes um, that contain some things and not other things. Yep. Um, (laughs) So, we'll talk about that. Uh, where we got some previews for both uh, Din Jaren and IG, both IGs, 11 and 88. Um, we're going to see how we're doing on time, but our intent is to also talk about those. Uh, yep. So um, maybe not in exquisite detail, but mm. nonetheless, uh, we'll see how, how much we get to. But um, before we do any of that, uh, do you have any housekeeping for us, Jay? Yeah, so uh, let's see. We've got, of course, join us on Patreon. Uh, you know, we're we're going to be giving away um, Battle Force cards at the ten and twenty five dollar level. I'm also going to start doing errata cards for you guys as well at those levels. You get and uh, you know you get the After Dark podcast, which uh, you know we've got one. I think Evan and I are going to be recording one this week. We've we're we're starting our fifth tile. Uh, podcast here and so i'm gonna we're gonna record a, a after dark podcast while i have evan here in the studio so that'll be fun and and you know you get all kinds of other cool stuff we're going to be doing order tokens for the 25 dollar level folks and uh, yeah we've got a ton of cool stuff planned for you guys so go over sign up for our our patreon it really helps us out um you know with with all the writing and in the blog and and paying everybody so so go join us there uh, more content to come, uh, and and that'll be good. We've got uh, what well, we got the Q and A. I think we were supposed to do this week, but I'm going to push it to next week because uh, I don't think any of us are ready for that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, and then we have our tactical, our tactics, um, five minute tactics, which we're going to put one out here this month. And uh, yeah, so tons of cool content coming your way on the Patreon. Uh, second of we released some new order tokens if you haven't seen we've got the uh, the hunter edition of of the uh of the order tokens um you know that kind of match all the all the new hunters that are going to be in in the game coming here soon so you could check those out we also have the battle force order tokens back in stock uh and ready to order so you can order more of those if you're interested in that um I think that's for the most part that's that's it you know I think uh, I'm gonna put this in housekeeping because we're actually kind of a big part of it now so the PAX Unplugged uh, event we're sponsoring that so um, if you haven't had a chance go check out PAX Unplugged that's gonna be the first weekend in December it's gonna be a huge event ticket vouchers for plane tickets to get to to Adepticon where there'll be a last chance qualifier for worlds if you don't have your worlds ticket 
Um, or if you have your world's ticket and you want a plane ride there, uh, you know, you could get that at PAX. Uh, there's going to be a ton of giveaways. We're going to be giving away a ton of stuff. And I know a bunch of other uh, people like Six Up Supplies and stuff like that are going to be giving away a ton of stuff. Uh, Nick Robnar's running that. So, you know, the tables are going to be amazing. Um, so check that out. So, yeah, that's it for housekeeping. Awesome. Um, what about news? Yeah, so I'm going to start with an easy one. Uh, I was asked to mention that the Polish national championships are coming up. They have 74 people have their tickets. Uh, they reached the cap that they had in a little over 24 hours. They're going to play seven rounds of Swiss. Uh, they're going to do uh, MOV. And they're looking to have one undefeated player. That's how they're going to be running it. Uh, do, 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 do. They have a huge local scene that they say they, you know, they have a bi-monthly event where they have 40 players and they just reached recently reached 50 players in their bi-monthly events. And according to TTO, they wanted me to tell everybody that they have the third largest uh, scene in Europe. So Lucas, if you get a chance to hop a, a train over to Poland, they've got a pretty big scene, dude. So, you know, once you're, once you've, made it to the top of the German national scene, you can you can head on over to Poland and try to try to take them down too, okay? Yeah, I actually got to uh, meet some of the Polish players at M. Norden, so they seem like good people and uh, eventually want to make it out there. Great. So that was, that was the easy part of the news. Um, all right, so this next section is going to where I'm going to just basically uh, do it as a news item and then we're going to deep dive right after it. So as Kyle alluded to in the beginning of the podcast, uh, the battle forces are starting to make their way out into the public. Now, in the U.S., we only have the 501st and the droids one available uh the other two are the end of the month so those uh, uh echo base and blizzard force um are not going to be uh available till the end of the month but 501st and the what's the droid one called the separatist metal invasion force. separatist invasion force yeah. yeah those are available in the wild but there's also uh blizzard force or echo base is available in canada and australia i want to say and so we've seen some of those in the wild as well and really, the news is they are um, slightly disappointing. Uh, and, and the reason is uh, missing components, uh, misprinted cards. We're going to get into the list. I'm just facts here. I'm just giving the facts during the, the news section. Um, missing components uh, like flight stands for the 501st for the ARC Troopers, uh, misprints on the ARC Trooper weapon upgrade card, heavy weapon upgrade card, misprint on the ATRT uh, heavy weapon upgrade card. There, uh, there is some gre Grievous cards that have a misprint, but I don't, I think they're specific country versions. The um, German one. The German one, because I've yeah. seen some English ones that are fine. Um, and not enough tokens or the tokens are misprinted or they're not in there um so it seems like a lot of issues a lot of issues with the uh some don't have instructions some do have instructions and uh that's facts uh that we have right now we're about to list some other stuff some of it's rumor and uh and so we will get to that 
during this next part, which is our op-ed section of this uh, conversation. But, but you know, the facts are the facts. So let's, let's deep dive, Kyle. Uh, I mean, it's, I don't even know where to start. So I, let's like, why don't we go through the full list? Maybe that's the best place to start. Should we go through the just an exhaustive list here? Yeah. Um, and I want to actually start with the battle forces, but I think we could probably take this discussion beyond the battle forces because, frankly, um, the battle forces are kind of just a continuance of a trend that we've seen, starting with the very first AMG release, which was the Shadow Collective starter. I don't think you even need to start with battle forces. Let's let's okay. So let's take it. I'm going to do it chronologically. Yeah. So what we're saying here and what we're pointing out and 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 um, we're, we're going to tell you the facts and then we're going to give you our opinions on this. And, you know, I think that most of you um, and I'll have my call to action after this, but most of you aren't very, you know, I think a lot of us are like, oh, yeah, well, I got this card here and, it, you know, it's OK. Uh, I, it's not OK. We need to we need to come to terms with everything that they have put out has been messed up in some way and we need to say enough is enough and that's why we're doing this and we're going to start at the top and we're going to talk about everything that's been wrong and why it's a problem so go ahead kyle you could start at the chronologically at the top of the list if you want all right so the first one was the shadow collective starter um there was the, you know going back to the there, you're going to notice a trend here with cardboard tokens and then printed cards um so the Shadow Collective starter had the wrong quantity and uh, number and also like faction of the uh, order tokens. Um, particularly, I think the operative tokens, there were some uh, like off faction tokens that didn't make a lot of sense. Um, the, shield, the shield tokens for the Mandos were double-sided. Um, which is kind of a problem because it's flippable. <laughs> like, so just so if you don't know, shield tokens, it's on and off, basically. Like right. your shield is active, your shield's not active. So if both sides are active, well, I can't indicate that it's not active anymore, can I? Right. Um, so basically, like, I've seen, I've seen people that, like, colored in permanent marker on one side of the shield token. I guess you could do that. It's better than not having them, which we'll get to. Um, uh, in the card back, there was a smoke. The smoke grenades were misprinted. Um, uh, Saxon was missing his shield card entirely. Um, they posted a print and play for that. Uh, you know, yep. we, we gave those out for free. Of yep. course, people know about that. Um, Swoops had the um, crit to block on the thing, which which became kind of a meme because it's so obviously wrong. Um, yep. But we'll get into when misprints are not so obvious, how that can be substantially worse. Um, and of course, the base was not consistent with uh, the marketing material and mm -hmm. the bases that we're seeing on stream that, that they used in their, in their live yeah. game with the swoops um, on the picture of the box, everything. Basically, the, you know, it, was, it was the speeder bike sized base that was in the box, but every picture we saw of swoops and the swoops that we saw them use on stream had the um, ATRT size base. Yeah. Also, because uh, I don't see it on our list here, the wrong tokens in the cardboard tote, they had like suppression tokens in there. Oh, yeah, for the swoops. Can't yeah. go on swoops. And, and standby, yeah. Yeah, and standby. And, the, and the wrong number of like wound tokens too, I think yep. it was like an insufficient number of wound tokens. Yep. 
In addition, um, now this, I'm not calling, I, there's going to be some things we're going to say in here that don't seem like mistakes. And I'm going to explain to you why they are. Um, there was no other cards in the swoop bike. It was just the unit card. Not a single unit in this game has come out without upgrade cards that match the upgrades that the unit can take even if they're reprints of something you already have, but this should have had HQ uplink comms jammer, uh, you Transponder, know, Transponder, which is a new one that most yeah. people don't have a lot of transponder, you know, yeah. a- a- any of those, anything link targeting array, like things that are specifically built for that unit. There was no upgrade yeah. cards, not a single one. I mean, if, yeah. if they're going to like move to a model of selling like neutral upgrade card packs, um, that I have slightly less of a problem with, but I do agree that especially for new players that are trying to build out their their card collection, I can see that being yep. um, annoying. It's it's not. I think that's a slightly different category than just like straight up misprints or like missing tokens that you need to play the game. Um, but I'm go just ahead, Lucas. Sorry, interrupt yeah, me. go ahead. I think I was just going to add that um, in the upgrade card pack the second one it comes with weird order tokens you get three shadow collective operative tokens when boba isn't playable uh, collective mm-hmm. and you get one empire operative token for cad banks he's all empire but no separate this one that's kind of a smaller one but a similar thing right where the uh yeah. the tokens to what come yeah um so did, did i miss anything on the non-battle force stuff uh, do, 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 do. no i think that's okay. it all right so battle forces um and now this is as jay noted this is mostly just the um so far the 501st and the droid invasion battle force boxes um since we're not getting the other ones here in the u.s we don't have as good yep. of information on those yep um so grievous in some languages has crit to block again with the crit to block <laughs> Um, on his reminder text for block instead of search to block. Um, the uh, 501st box does not have enough flight stands for the flying arc models that are in it, um, which, you know, if you're like a veteran player that has a bunch of expansions, the old boxes came with extra flight stands because they, they came with options for you to put them at different heights. Yep. Um, so you might have extras from those if you're like a veteran player, but if you're a new player, and my understanding is that these Battle Force boxes are you know, at least somewhat targeted towards new players that are trying to build out their collection, you're not going to have enough flight stands. Um, I saw somebody on Reddit that had like, um, they, they took all the little circles, yeah, the yeah, little yeah. plastic circles from the flight stand sprues and like stacked them on top of each other to yep. make like sort of a jury rigged flight stand. But of course it looked kind of funny. Yeah. Um, He's just, don't worry, AMG, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Fixed. <laughs> Fixed it. Um, the uh, uh, there were not en- enough vehicle damage tokens, and by that I mean there's there's three different results for vehicle damage, right? There was only one of them, one token that was in the token card packs or not card packs, whatever you want the token sheets. Um, seems like kind of an issue. Uh, there was uh, not enough order tokens, like period, just like. Straight up, not enough order tokens. Um, ones of different weird ranks that didn't make sense. Um, the uh, droid box did not have any shield tokens for the droidicas. Um, 
and even if you're like a veteran that shield tokens are not something that's super common um historically the older boxes come with exactly enough shield tokens for whatever units have shields um you know the, the older expansions generally come with what you need to run those units but not much more than that with the exception of things like suppression tokens or whatever but you know like if, if you got a box of droidicas they would have four shield tokens in it right. which is what you need for one unit of droidicas if you got a box of mandos there'd be one shield token in there which is what you need you know Aiden has a shield token in it so even veteran veteran players probably don't have a lot of extra shield tokens unless they previously bought droidicas and then they don't need this you know expansion anyway um the uh <clears throat> so uh, and then there were some misprints uh, besides the grievous one these ones are in my opinion extremely consequential because these were dice misprints so um the dc 15 the arc dc 15 has two red on it instead of red black mm-hmm. um they did remove critical one so it seems to be updated from the um mm-hmm. you know the balance pass that occurred last year yep um and then the ATRT laser has three black instead of red, black, black. Uh, <laughs> and I think with some justification, people were like, well, is this, is this a buff to the DC 15? You know, maybe ARCs needed a little something. And people will be asking this question a lot. Um, I think the answer is no, because like, I mean, clearly there's been they also no wanted document. To, there's been no errata document. Uh, clearly, they also wanted to nerf the rampaging uh, meta dominator that is the RT laser hmm. uh, dice. Um, and like, given all the other mistakes and misprints in these, it's not like it's hard. It's hard to read any intent into the fact that these dice are different. But um, yeah, and I think then, it's remembering too that this product is geared for new players. So like, the yeah. tough part, right, is we we know these dice by heart and might not look. But I think it's especially an issue considering these are supposed to be starter kits. Like, you know, when yeah. I first started, I looked at what was on the cards. I didn't Very have logical. every dice pull in the game memorized. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so let me give you guys an example, right? Since we're getting into this, this is why this is a problem. You're a new player. I, I get most of you who are listening to us right now are veterans, right? But if you're a new player or you want to get your friend into it and you, and you say, hey, yeah, go get go get one of these special battle force boxes. It's everything you need to start today, right? Then it turns out it's not everything you need to start. You're missing a ton of stuff. You're missing all these tokens. Then on top of it, let's say you go to a local tournament or even like how many people have we met at larger tournaments like Nova, Gen Con, where they're like, hey, this is my first tournament. I've only played three games. Like I'm really excited about this. And they bring cards that are clearly misprinted and they're like okay i've got my arc sniper he's gonna roll two red and you're like they don't roll two red and he's like yeah they did it's right here on the card and then you have to call a judge over the judge has to explain to him that those cards are misprinted and now everything he knows or they know about coming in is like those units it's it's a feels bad and i don't know if that player is gonna like there's a chance that they don't continue playing, you know, because of the bad experience of that. Um, Cause that could cause some real headaches in a game. It, it's also a little bit of a trust thing, right? Yeah. And so far as like in, in these cases, we have old cards and, and or ratted versions of these cards to yeah. compare them to. So we know that they're not correct. Like, which is its own thing. Like, I don't know why you wouldn't just, 
maybe they don't have the old card images. I don't know. Maybe they lost that in the transfer. Yeah. I don't know why you wouldn't compare them to the old card images when you're doing QC on these. Um, but like, how do we know that the new stuff is correct? <laughs> like, cause we don't have anything to compare the new stuff to. You're right. Um, you know, and, and things like dice color matter significantly for yeah balance uh, and how strong a unit is. Um, and it's, this is not an obvious misprint, like crit to block. This right. is, this is, a, this is just a dice color. It's very, it's a very innocuous thing that has an extremely significant impact on the effectiveness of the unit. Um, yeah. So, uh, but wait, there's more. Um, yep. Uh, let's see the, um, this was discussed previously, but the flamethrower misprint on Dinja Arn yep. being expend. Um, the build instructions. So uh, some of the some of the boxes don't have them. Uh, now they did make some available online. Um, <laughs> I think my favorite one here is the ATRT build instructions. Um, I, I don't know how to describe them other than there's like three pictures. There's no arrows in the pictures. They just display the components. Yeah, oh, we just lost Lucas. Yeah. Um, we'll see if he comes back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> They, they basically the first the first picture is like they display all the components the second picture is they display like alternate components that you can use and the third picture is they display like a completed rt yep like they're it's more of a component list than build instructions and it's kind of like a step one uh by rt step two blah, step three victory kind of thing like yeah. where there's no and but what's really odd about this one because this is this is the five of a first box with the clone ATRT in it. There is like a perfectly excellent build instruction with arrows and detailed steps and everything that is currently still to this day sitting on the FFG main website for Legion that they I think they could have just copied and like pasted AMG over FFG and called yeah. it a day. I don't yeah. Because and this people have figured this out, of course, and they're just completely bypassing the AMG build instructions and going to the FFG website to look at the ATRT build instructions that are there. And it's like, like why wouldn't they just copy that PDF and like paste FFG over you know AMG over FFG? Like I don't, I don't know, I don't understand. Um, and they could it's do the tough, same thing for the cards. Especially since it's a PDF, right? Like you can open PDFs in Illustrator and edit the text yeah. straight from a PDF. Um, I. I'm so glad you brought that up, Lucas. I'm going to say something right now that is probably the most upsetting about this whole thing. So during, and and maybe you could chalk up what I'm about to say as ignorance of the people who said it, but during a stream, they specifically caught, somebody asked them about why there's been misprints. And they said, because FFG was yeah. working on an older version of Adobe. Yeah. It was it was the RG, why the RG hadn't been updated. Yeah. Like and why were they just tacking the keywords on at the end? Because yeah. FFG had been working on an older version of the software that wasn't compatible with the version they have. I'm gonna tell you something right now. That's not how it works. That's not how it works at all. If if you send me an older version of an Illustrator file or an InDesign file, I can open it in the newer version. Do you know what else? I can do in Adobe Cloud, I can go back to an, an install an older version and use that. Or let's say they were using a newer version and I'm using an older version. Why are you a multi-million dollar company 
not using updated versions of software. Like, I'm sorry, but this is just not an excuse because- I mean, also something to tack onto this real fast. Yeah. In Germany, we have a German rules uh, document and it's formatted all together in one document. So the people in Germany and translating for the other languages apparently have this file because the only one that is not incorporated into the old formatting is the English one that's put out directly by AMG and then that's translated by, you know, whoever does all the translations. Yeah, I mean, anybody could take that old PDF, throw it in Adobe and edit it themselves. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't really understand that at all. Um, and it, if there's like a, a different entirely valid reason why we don't have, why those keywords are just tacked on at the end, that's fine. But just like, tell us. We're just contact <laughs> the Asmodee translators in Germany because apparently yeah. they have the file. <laughs> right. I, it's just, I th do we have another, cause I'm about to go into it. Do we ha you have anything else you wanted to mention? Oh, I was just I gonna say related, related to the ROG thing. And people have brought up the website too. Like they keep missing the dates with the website and it's like you know com communication and transparency are not the same yeah um, anyway yeah i'll let you say what you're gonna say they it's it's i just don't understand and listen we could chalk it up to, hey, we don't have enough people. We, you know, uh, you, you could say that. Well, maybe you shouldn't have fired everybody. Uh, you know, you could say um, we're learning the game. We don't really know. Well, you have a whole community here who actually knows the game. You, you could have asked any one of us uh, and we would have helped, uh, but they didn't do that. When and, this and stuff, it's been two years. Yeah. When this stuff comes <laughs> out. Do you, and I'm going to, I'm, I'll publicly say this. So when the swoop bikes, when we found out about the bases, I emailed AMG marketing 20 times in like three days, asking them for a comment. Hey, we're going to talk about this on the podcast. Do you want to offer a comment? They did not respond to me, but they put like, literally put that notice out saying about, remember that notice? They said that, Hey, that the, the, everything else was screwed up not the box for the swoop bikes and the base size, but, but leading into it, no one caught it. Not a single person. We've all been using these big bases, but it went through all these checks and we're going to say that actually this was the right base. Like that just doesn't make any sense because how can you go through marketing? How can you go through pictures? How can you go through uh, streams? How can like all this stuff, is one base and the one, like there's one failure point, which is what base goes in the box. And that's, that was the right one. The, all the, you know, like none of that makes any sense. And I'm just, the, where I was going with that is, look, we know these are messed up. They must've known like, cause there's, a, there's gotta be, unless they're just skipping quality control, right? Every company that does manufacturing at this scale has quality control component. And unless they're skipping that piece, like it's been a week now almost since since we've known about these mistakes and there's no nothing from AMG. So like, do I email them and ask them for a comment? And then we'll finally get a, another like image on Twitter about how these are messed up. It's just, it's inexcusable. And I'm, I'm listen, I, I know that some of you out there and sorry guys, I'll let you go. I know I'm on my whole soapbox right now but 
listen, I know some of you guys think that we complain too much about the game. We get that feedback sometimes and that we're, you know, we take it too seriously, but here, here's the problem. We love this game and we want it to be the best game that it could possibly be. And, you know, I think we could talk about balance stuff and we could all argue like what units are good and what units aren't good. And, and we could be wrong in a lot of those instances, right? And just not see something that someone else sees. That's, that's a thing that could happen. But when things are blatantly wrong and like there's no fix for them. Or just straight up missing. Or like, missing or, yeah. you know, just not right. And there's no like conversation about, oh no, this was, sorry. Uh, you know, these dice are completely wrong. We don't have, you know, and I, I saw some people say, well, maybe they're updating that's not how that works. You got to do it first so that the rest of us know what we're, what we're using before you put out a new product. And it's just, it just feels to me based, and we're going to get into this when we talk about the IG and DIN, but based on the rules that they're coming up with, based on the, these mistakes is that they just don't care about this game. And everyone can say, you know, we could go back to my original point, which was, oh, maybe they just don't have enough people, right? Well, they have enough people to put out the other games fine. Marvel Crisis Protocol has been going out great. I've talked to people who are huge and uh, who are really into Marvel Crisis Protocol. They've maybe had like one or two mistakes and they fixed them immediately and put up a like put up a print to play card and, and just was like, oops, sorry here. You know, nobody and no other mistakes. So I, that game's fine. Everything else seems to be going fine. They clearly don't care about this game. I'm sorry. I just, I, that's how I feel. And I, to, <laughs> to put enough people on it, to put enough effort into making this a positive experience and, and they're taking, and they just, they just don't seem to care. And I could keep going. I mean, it, the, the domino effect of this keeps going and I'll give you an example. So we're retail for, for Legion. You know, we have people after they see this or after they realize what's in the boxes before we ship their box are asking us for refunds because they don't want the product that they pre-order because now they find out the product screwed up. So now retail operations, use, use your local store, whoever your favorite is, right? Is now sitting on product they can't sell because everybody knows it's bad product. And it's just, I just don't, get this at all and like they clearly just don't care about this game about uh, about the community uh, they just don't care that uh, period uh, I've, I've seen people be like well ffg wasn't perfect either um true the, the only slightly true um it's i mean it is true but yeah. the only like actual like print slash component mistake i can think of through all the ffg releases was the debacle the, the dubac base thing can you guys think of any other ones other there, than like promo, a promo card, card. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say there were some promo card misprints, but the official product that yeah. I can remember, they, even, they they had a supply issue with the phase two and the arcs for a bit there, but because what had happened was they'd moved to the game Genics uh card sleeves, and mm -hmm. there was some deal where they had to be printed on the box, and I think they they had a bunch of stock that had the old box and not the new box, and they had to swap that out, so there was like a delay. 
for a few months because remember we gave away a yeah. bunch of arcs and phase twos because nobody could get them um and, that's right yeah there was, and, there was a shortage of arcs and phase yeah. twos for yeah but it, yeah um, anyways keep going Kyle. sorry and even that i think is like slightly different but even with the dewback thing like once they realized that those bases were wrong they immediately said something about it yep they immediately provided a link for people that had already bought them to submit information to get a replacement Yep. And they went into all the do-back boxes that were currently in the warehouse and they put they opened them one at a time and they put the correct bases in all of those boxes and then they resealed them. Yep. Um, so like they went to extreme lengths to fix that one mistake. Uh, and here, like, I mean, every AMG release has had some kind of extremely basic component or misprint issue. Um, and I like... I get the staffing point, but like it's at some point the they just got this game thing has to stop working because it's been two years. Like hire somebody. Yeah. <laughs> um, they've they've had this game now longer than the time period between the release of Legion and when FFG lost the game. Yep. Like put that into perspective for a second. Um so I I don't know. I don't know yeah. what else to say. Well, and um, and and also with FFG, they weren't perfect, right? We know that. But you know what they were though communicating like how many times in a way that was transparent and yeah and how yeah. many times were Alex and Luke on our podcast and like talking to us and reaching out to us and 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 making efforts to reach out to the community and like going on streams at like Adepticon and spoiling cards and like I mean they went they came to our Northeast Open event that we had because it was a large event and and Luke was there and he came on stream and he spoiled some some of the I forgot what it was at this point but maybe Grievous or something he spoiled some of the the cards coming out for Clone Wars like they reached out to the community and saw the community as an active part of of the of the game and and of the feedback loop that you need in a game like this and uh that has not been the same case with amg yeah i think the the toughest part for me i gave him a pass for a lot of this because like we said ffg made mistakes i was like oh it's just the thing here you know like a double silent shield token ah whatever uh one missing upgrade card okay you know this is a new wave i think the thing that was a big turning point for me is each wave is like getting worse like now we're missing multiple components multiple cards multiple typos um and it's just as someone like both of you like i love this game i've been playing since it came out i play all the time it's a huge like all i want is for legion to be around for as long as it can and something i want to talk about too that jay slightly touched on like when we talk about balance um balance is pretty subjective at times you know i'm trying to use numbers but even that the numbers i pick are subjective on how i try and portray them um right we we rant about balance but in the end that while balance is important i mean just look at 40k that game is not balanced and it's super successful i mean i think legion's better because it's much more balanced you know balance isn't going to kill legion no um but like you buying a new product like I try to put myself in the shoes of a new player. Like if I bought a Legion box, realized it was missing a bunch of components that I didn't have, I'd have to get other things. I'd be like, oh, clearly, you know, why am I going to invest in this game when it doesn't seem that like there's that much care? Because, right, this is also, at least for me, like a long-term investment. I'm pouring in hours painting my models. Yep. I'm pouring in a lot of my money to buy these models. I'm traveling, doing these things. Like I really love Legion. 
And so it's just tough seeing these things happening. And like we said with FFG, at least with the debacle, that was a huge issue, but they made it right immediately and, you know, took the blame for it. No one was mad. And uh, I don't know. It's just tough that the the more we get into these waves, the farther we're getting, we're having more mistakes, whereas mm. you would expect the opposite, right? Like at some point, you know, they should be figuring these things out. And um, I don't know. I just don't understand how things are getting worse as we go, right? They should have more time to prepare, uh, more employees. And yeah, as someone who really cares about this game, I know we might sound a little heated or frustrated, but it's, you know, uh, we're coming from this place, a place of we really love this game and um, want to see it succeed. And I remember back when this first happened, um, there was some, you know, there was concerns from us and others about like, all right, they're cutting all the staff and moving the game to a different company. We really like this game. Like, what's going to happen? Um, and people were like, well, give them a chance, you know. Yeah. Well, it's been two years. Like they've had a chance, um, right. and uh, it's so, uh, it, uh, yeah. I mean, listen, it's it's just. I understand that some of you are going to listen to this and be like, you know, we're we're going overboard or we're being dramatic. But the the problem is when we see this as a larger thing right that the the farther this goes and the further we as a community allow this and keep making up excuses for amg the the more they're gonna the more it's gonna happen because once a company realizes you don't care that you'll buy it anyways well then they're just they'll just keep doing it they're gonna they'll be like well we don't have to spend as much money on this they clearly don't care look our sales are better than they've ever been and it's just going to keep getting worse and worse and worse. Balance is going to become an issue. Like all these other things are going to start stacking up. And so at some point as a community, we have to put our foot down and say, okay, that's nice, but you need to pay attention to this community. We don't have tournament regulations. All we have is the last ones that FFG put out. There have not been any updated tournament regulations in what, two years almost? Three, three maybe? since yeah yeah oh although that one like the ffg tournament regs are pretty good so i feel like where are they know, Kyle? That's what we're, i know i know that they're i would love if they just copy pasted them over to amg yeah whatever i'm just saying like i think there's a at least with something like that there's a little bit of a danger of like be careful what you wish for because if they were to come out with their own new tournament regulations using the same quality standards that they sure. appear to be applying to everything else um i don't i don't think that we want yeah. that as a competitor well, here, here, take away the copyright ffg put a right. copyright amg and yeah. put the document on their website here's my problem <laughs> with it at the end of the day and, I, and this is and we've fielded these questions new people to legion an event organizer wants to run an event wants to to loves you know is really interested in legion wants to put on a legion event goes okay where's all the information and you're like, well, seven of it is over here on this website. And the other five is over here on this website. And they're like, why is it on that website? Who is that? Well, that's the people that use it. Like, you know what I mean? And if they didn't come to somebody in the community who really knew what's going on, there's no clear rhyme or reason or like established path for anyone to follow at all to do anything. 
And then don't forget to uh, remind your players not to buy certain products as a first off because they won't have the right components to play, despite it being on the box that it has those components. Yeah. Well, and and here's a question: with things like like the shield tokens, you know, it's not even a matter of like what order you buy those things in. Like, if you need shield tokens for your droidicas, the solution is to buy more buy the droidica expansion, right? So then you have like no one extra... else has four shields. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like. Like the Droidica models, like you you can't use the Droidica models without the shield tokens from the Droidicas. So you're like, okay, I guess I need shield tokens. I guess that means I have to buy the Droidica expansion. So now you have two units of Droidicas and only four shield tokens. Like it's not, it's you know they don't just sell like packs of shield tokens. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. That's not something where like even if you're a veteran player, you're gonna have either you're gonna have enough shield tokens and too many Droidicas. You know more yeah. droidicas than you can field, or you're going to have enough droidicas but not enough shield tokens. Yeah, so. and, and at the end of the day, my question to you, the listener, is: Okay, if you if you're listening to this and you're upset that we're saying this, okay, where's your line? Where when are you holding them responsible? Because I've seen a lot of stuff. Oh, it's not AMG. It's it's this. I go no. At the end of the day, it's AMG. Like if we mess up a product here at the Fifth Trooper. Who are you? You call me. You send us an email and say, hey, you guys messed this up, you know, because we make mistakes. Sometimes shipping makes mistakes like some. But at the end of the day, I'm held responsible for anything that happens over here. So at the end of the day, AMG is held responsible for anything that happens over there. And at some point, we need to hold them their feet to the fire. And so I guess for me, I don't even care if it's AMG or Asmodee. I just like I want the game. <laughs> to have the yeah. products and not have typos like hit the asmodee customer service line hit the amg one like they're both corporations making this game yeah there's a hierarchy of how they're involved but in the end like say amg goes oh well we're, we're understaffed and we don't have a proofreader then let's talk to you know everyone contact uh asmodee complain out these issues and then maybe they'll give them enough money to hire someone to proofread these things like for it's even at the point for me i, I don't i don't even care who's at fault it's just like I, the thing for me is the end product on the table and there's these different brands and, you know, people talk about politics, but the issue is these are the brands names that are on this product. And so, I mean, they're, I don't know, it, it to me, it doesn't matter who's at fault. I, I just want the things that say on the box to be in the box and I want the products to not have typos. And like we said, with balance, you know, they have points updates. You can just listen to the community and look at, you know, what's winning after a year and you can adjust it. You know, yep. FFG put out Tauntauns, which are not well balanced. FFG created clone standby sharing, which was also really unbalanced. But like you can change that. Like we said, bounce is something that changes over time. Products that just are missing components, typos, quality control. That to me is less of like arbitrary game design and more just like how a business is run. And so it's like something on the business end somewhere needs to happen that, I don't know, it, it's like Star Wars too. Like it, it just blows my mind. Like, yeah. Yeah. like Star Wars is one of the biggest IPs of all time. Um, yeah, like we yeah, as, a, I, as a consumer base, like it doesn't, like we don't care whose fault it is or who's to blame or how it happened. Like we just want it to be better. <laughs> yeah. You know? But but what I guess what I was saying with the blame was like sometimes like the like a lot I've seen people use it as, as an excuse. 
And it's yeah. like somebody needs to be held accountable at some level. So, all right, so let's wrap this up. Here's what we're going to ask you guys to do. If you are upset about this and if you want to do something, there's a surefire way to, to make a change. Uh, you can go and contact the uh, customer service lines at Asmodee and let them know why you're upset and what, what about the product is upsetting you. You can email them at customer service at asmodeena.com. That's A-S-M-O-D-E-E-N-A.com. Or you can call them at 855-382-8880. This is not I'm not, listen, just so everybody knows, I'm not blowing up their spot. This is from their website, their shop website. So if you're upset about the product, don't go to your local store. They can't do anything about it. You go directly to Asmodee and complain about it. Now, I know what you're saying. Okay, Jay, well, you know, I've seen this comment. Well, you guys are making money. Okay, guess what we're doing? We don't sell the swoop bikes anymore. I've removed those from our website. We also will not be selling any more Battle Force components so that's how we're doing and also we sent out five thousand free gar saxon shield cards so i'm putting my money where my mouth is and and saying no to this so we are not selling these products that we don't believe in and also uh we will help the community where we can to support some of these cards and stuff like the gar saxon shield card um and so that's that's how we're and, and we're doing this podcast, right? So those those are all. That's us saying no more to this. Like I, I no more. I'm not. I'm not doing this with them anymore. Something needs to change, and they need to hear this. And the blame needs to stop being shifted, and they need to stop getting cranky on streams and being mad at the community for calling them out about stuff. They need to take ownership for what's going on, and they need to make a change so that this community and this game can be successful, and that we can move forward and have a great you know, future with, with all of this. I think one thing to remember too, if you call this line or email is getting mad, won't necessarily make it receive the best. I guess they're a corporation. So maybe they have customer service that won't, won't care, but have specific things that you yeah. have issues with. So for example, we listed some things here in this cast. If you have your battle force box and you, especially if you bought one of these products, if there's components that says on the box or in that little uh, fill out that aren't in there, aka not enough order tokens, missing shield tokens, you could even say, I bought this product and it's missing things that it said it has. The more explicit you can be about these things, you can talk about explicit typos, explicit cards, have the details, have yep. the, the evidence of the things that you're frustrated. Don't just go on there and go, you know, Asmodee AMG is burning this game in the ground. That's not going to get anywhere. Nope. If you call, especially be nice. These are just random customer service people. Like yep. they're, you know, For not sure. making enough people money to always... hear some angry gamers <laughs> rant at them, but have explicit things. And the whole point of this is whether, you know, we think, you know, Asmodee has the money. So if they want us to keep buying this game, they see the numbers. I mean, if you look at it, Legion, I think, is the number four top most selling game. It's like two games workshop, then Marvel Crisis Protocol, then us. They know there's a lot of money here. And if they start getting complaints, maybe they'll throw more money to AMG, give them lead devs, give them a proofreader, et cetera, whatever. They're a business. They know how to make things work, grease the wheel. So have specific issues, have specific complaints. Um, and hopefully they can make it better. I don't think it's too much to ask that, you know, my box didn't come with these components. 
can you either ship me these components or is there any plan to fix this in future runs? Because like, I think the battle forces is a concept and the swoops are fine products, um, but it's another thing when they're just missing stuff. Yep. Yeah, and I think it's totally reasonable as like a, a purchaser of a product to be like, hey, I bought this. It doesn't have all the things that it's supposed to have. Like, send them to me. <laughs> You know, like send me what I paid for. Yeah. Um, like that's 100% reasonable. Yeah. I, I, so, yeah. Uh, like don't, don't just, go make your own shield tokens. Like right. contact Asmodee and be like, send me some shield tokens. Right. You know. At some point, the excuse has got to stop and we need to stand up for ourselves as a community. And so that they, in, in, a, in a polite, effective way, like Lucas said, but we need to stand yeah. <laughs> up for ourselves as a community and say enough is enough, man. Like, get this right so that we can all enjoy this game properly without stressing out so that, you know, people like the Fifth Trooper and the Scoundrels can stress out about the balance instead of, like, the components, right? Because that's what we do. We're just pundits who stress out about the balance of the game and whether something's good or not. And it may or not be true what we're saying. It just is. I mean, we've been wrong feelings. quite a few times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's but, the point. Yeah. We want to rant about our feelings, not that our the product not has that we don't issues. have the components to play the game with. <laughs> yeah. So for now, our goal is we wanted to get this out in the open. We wanted to talk about it, tell you guys our feelings about it. And ideally, we'll try not, we're not going to harp on things that have already happened already. And anything mm -hmm. moving forward that happens in these boxes, we'll make sure we put it in our news section. And then, you know, if we get a collection of these again, then we'll we'll do this again. But I, you know, I highly recommend that you guys reach out to the customer service at Asmodee and let them know what's wrong with your product and why it's not okay in a nice, polite way. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, bearing in mind that like, you know, I, I'm sure people will be like, well, if you don't like, like them, don't buy them. Like this is, you know, this isn't like switching toilet paper brands if you're unhappy. You know, this is like a hobby game that people pour hundreds of dollars and, dozens if not hundreds of hours into yeah um like even if you're not buying every product you're still invested in the overall quality of the game yeah um and you can't just like go buy different toilet paper you know it's not this is not that it's right. a very different animal so um all right all right <laughs> did we say enough about that i dig it <laughs> probably said what i wanted to say yeah unfortunately i think i still that, feel angry but yeah well <laughs> here's the thing um we're going to talk a little bit about ig and din previews and i think some of this is going to be kind of related so okay. <laughs> yeah a little bit cross-pollination just just, but... just just to set that up a little bit you know the first the first thing we saw with the battle forces was not the, the physical components it was the rules for the battle forces yeah and, and there were like typos and other errors in the rules for the battle forces. right forgot about that yeah um so uh now we have more cards with din and ig and there are i think some i don't want to say typos because as far as we can tell there aren't as far as we can tell, there aren't clear typos or misprints in these cards other than like the, the Din Flamethrower Projector. Mm -hmm. um, what I will say is that um, for a game that is kind of foundationally based on, uh, you know, it's it's a miniatures game that's like built on top of a card game. And card games are um, very intentional uh, about mechanics and like wording and like specific words that are used. Um, and Legion is that. Legion is built kind of on the bones of like a card game from the ground up. And um, 
we'll get to the wording of some of these command cards and stuff uh but like it's just significantly sloppier than mm -hmm. previous um from a like wording and therefore you know how you implement it mechanically perspective yeah um, but why don't we just why don't we just dive in because i want to talk about these generally i don't just want to talk about like you know the weirdness that's present in some of the wording of these effects um let's start with ig first or no, IG? Let's, let's do ig first because that was uh literally uh a like few today. hours ago yeah so these are real uh, hot takes this is super hot <laughs> um we we've kind of we've kind of talked previously because they've been previewed previously about the unit cards for both igs so i don't think we need to like walk through that in detail do you do no. you guys feel differently about that no i just think may, it, only if not in detail just in relation to the new stuff yeah yeah so i mean yeah you know they basically have five health armor guns one has gunslinger one has arsenal they're very similar yeah, yeah. um yeah exactly so if you don't know what they do you can look on the website yeah there is an article uh buried on the atomic mass games website mm -hmm. um or you can link it from their twitter which is probably the easiest way to find it mm -hmm. um let's talk about the command cards all right uh focused on the kill this is ig88 one pip yeah um permanent well, ig88 is performing an attack against a unit that is the target of a bounty keyword that unit cannot spend tokens um if ig88 has wounds equal to or exceeding his wound threshold he is not defeated until the start of the end phase gameplay wise i love it so i, I love where they are trying to go with this <laughs> i think i think the effect of having something specific to a bounty target is really cool um, yeah i think this is an effect that's like pretty powerful but not ridiculous so I actually, I really love that part of the card. Same. Um, I also, at least in theory, like the cannot be defeated part of the card. My problem with mm -hmm. is with how this is worded. Um, There's a few things that aren't super clear, but so I like the idea of the effect also. The, the, the idea of the effect is great. Yeah. Um, I wish that they had just worded it like stims, which already exists in the game. Yeah. Uh, there's already a precedent for how that works. That's essentially what this is trying to do all you'd have to do is say you know whenever ig88 takes wounds you may put them instead on this card during the end phase mm -hmm. transfer all the wounds from this card to ig88 um the reason by the way that stims is worded like that is because uh you a unit and more specifically a mini cannot suffer more wounds than their wound threshold that's like that's like a hard rule in the game and you use this all the time. You just never think about it. This is basically like, suppose you have, you know, a unit of rebel troopers, they take three wounds. Like you have to kill three models because each of those you rebel troopers can only on take one, one. Right. You can't yep. put three wound tokens on one guy. Um, so each unit has like a hard cap of wound tokens that can, it can take that's equal to its wound threshold. That's, that's a very sensible uh, and very like hard rule in this game. Um, In IG88's case, it means that he cannot have more than five wound tokens, which the way that this is worded, since it's not worded like stems, um, is essentially it means like, he, okay, so he takes five wounds. He's got five wounds on his unit card. He's not dead yet because it's not the end phase. Yep. At the very end of every turn, you could just remove one wound token, and then he's got four wound tokens on his card, and he doesn't die. And there's yeah. there's no there's no way that I can see on this card to overwound him. <laughs> Um, bless you. 
Lucas's <laughs> wife. <Bless> you. <laughs> um, <laughs> now it's it says here uh, it's possible that they could come out with a form ruling, like sort of liberally interpreting this as like he can exceed his wound threshold. Um, the problem is how this is worded, right? We talked about card games, but like it says, if IG88 has wounds equal to or exceeding his wound threshold. Yeah. So it says, if he has wounds exceeding his wound threshold, there's no way for that to happen. And they don't provide a way on this card. Like, right? Like I what it should what's say. What's going to happen is once it comes out, they'll say uh, the fact that it says, if gives him the ability to have it. I don't know if that messes with other cards. So I don't think with that I wording but i don't i don't know if there's a precedent for if something can happen means you can break a rule for that to happen so i think it will just be a uh on the forums they'll probably say ig88 can either go through I, or I the wording of it is implicit something like yeah. that but it definitely could have been more clear since that's uh yeah i think this will end up being fine from a mechanical perspective with a form ruling but yeah, like it, it just it would have been so much easier to just word it like stems, which already exists, or even on here before that sentence, put IG88 can suffer wounds exceeding his wound threshold. Mm -hmm. If IG88 has wounds equal to exceeding his wound threshold, he is not defeated until the start of the end phase. Like there's there's a yeah. phrase there that's obviously missing that you just need to add, and then it's it's clean. Right. It it makes sense how it works. Um, it's not clear if you can repair in different things yet, if it exceeds it. Um yeah, or I mean, the, I, this is something I kind of thought about. So he is not defeated until the end of the end phase. Say Sorry, the end phase. You repair him under his wound threshold. Yeah. Say you repair him under his wound threshold. Does he still die? Because it says it's essentially delaying the effect of him dying. So is it even possible to prevent him from dying? Does that make sense? Well, I yeah, think I it think is. That's because what it Kyle, says, yeah, that's what Kyle was saying earlier. Yeah. Because if it doesn't say... If it said if IG88 suffers wounds equal to exceeding his wound threshold, then I think you could say that he essentially enters like a doomed state once he suffers five yeah. wounds and like there's nothing you can do to prevent him from being defeated in the end phase. But what it says is if IG88 has has wounds equal to exceeding his wound threshold, he's not defeated until the start of the end phase. Um, so that's like a present about you know that's like a present time check. So the ah. way that I read this is that at the start of the end phase, if he's got five wounds on his card, he dies. If he doesn't, he doesn't die. Yep. Um, but yeah. this is this is, and I know what you guys are, uh, 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 you know, listening are going to say. Well, oh, you know, they'll put out a rules clarification or uh, you know whatever, maybe. But for any of you who have been at a tournament, like, do you know how complicated it is for somebody who's newer to like understand that there's a rules forum where yeah. we specify really rules that should have been on a card like it's hard to explain that to new players and i just i really um i really wish they would word these correctly the first time and not have to do like 30 rules forums rulings on one unit because they couldn't take the time to like i i completely agree with you kyle and this is something we do in stormtide right when i'm creating something new for stormtide if it's similar to something that already exists in legion that we know the rules to i try to word it almost if if not exactly very similar so that you already know the ruling on this particular you know effect and i i, I agree with you 100 percent. why wouldn't you just do that yeah stims already exist just make it like stims without a cap on it yeah. just literally copy paste the language from stims and remove the yeah. two wound threat thing on stims like that's yeah. that's it I don't know what what's interesting too is uh you know like he has a gear slot you could potentially stack this with stims mm. 
And if it turns out that this is one of those situations where like you can't, you know, he can only ever have five wound tokens and you do the check at the end of the turn. And if you remove a wound token before the end of the turn, he doesn't die. Like there's going to be some really uh, inexpensive and easy ways to kind of game this so that he's like invincible, basically. Um, as long as you have, you know, one unit with repair at the end of the turn that hasn't gone yet. Um, or if you have stems that you can shuffle things around with, um, then you're going to basically make it so that like, you know, cause right now with, with, as this is written, it seems like you can't overkill him, right? Like once he gets to five, he's at five and that's it. Yeah. Um, so just take, you know, run both IGs and have two to three repair bots. <laughs> like they're only nine points for empire. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, I love, I love where this card is going. I think it could have been worded a little bit more cleanly. I think that we will Intention's eventually get good. there with a the form. The intention is great. I think we will eventually yeah. get there with a the form ruling. I wish we didn't have to. That's Same with the form is. ruling. I love the card. It, yeah. It's a really cool effect, giving you power on bounty. I the the place I went immediately to this, shooting force users and yep. getting them without surges. Because the big thing dodges, for yeah. Vader, for people with dodges, getting that surge conversion and that dodge is a big part of your entire kit. Um and with this, you just kind of say, nope, you're getting your uh, 50% saves and yeah. I'm just going to blast you with everything. It's it's a really cool effect. And I also love that, you know, once he hits his wound threshold, you still got some time before he dies. Like, you know, he he will not die until he activates. So if he's not dead this turn, you won't kill him until after his activation, which is cool. Yeah. yeah. Like it's, a, it's a cool effect, right? It's like, a very cool effect. Um, you have a model on the table that is just like once he has this card and it's permanent remember uh so he's bulking this up like that's a very cool thing so you can go last with them like you know there's no bid for priority or something you could have one health left they slap you you know the whole lightsaber and you're still gonna go and hit him back or shoot whatever back it's a it's a very cool effect very thematic too for his character mm -hmm. yep the unstoppable droid yeah Basically, I'm excited to put some of these guys on the table. <laughs> oh, I'm very excited to put the IGs on the table. Um, yeah. Independent programming, uh, two pip, IG88, permanent. Each time ID, IG88 issues an order to himself, he gains one aim token, and he also gains independent dodge. Um, yeah. I love Sweet. this card. This is great. It's yeah. yeah. Super, this is like, we talked about some of Din's, like his one and two pips. Or maybe we didn't. Because that preview came out. Anyway, um, might have talked about it on the Discord or something. But like, this is a super simple effect that's really interesting. Like, there's nothing complicated yeah. about it. It's a free aim token or a free dodge token, but it's like super useful and great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's I like it. Uh, complicated. The order for this one, I think, is much better than the order that it is on the Mandos. Because the Mandos, right? With, I think they get an aim aim when they don't have it and they have defend so you get a dodge and you do give them an order mm -hmm. i find often right when you give someone an order you might be in cover or shooting and then going to cover right when you have order control you want more offensive abilities than defensive when you don't have order control you might want more defensive mm -hmm. um so i think also it's worth noting that this effect is more powerful than the mando side because you're getting more damage when you have order control which order control can be pseudo defense because you have mobility and timing and then when you don't have order control you get the dodge so between that and armor all right you can leave an ig hanging with armor and a dodge and heavy cover and <laughs> you're you're pretty safe i mean mm. obviously a whole army can kill it but if you're sitting <laughs> at long range you're plinking away right yeah. that's uh yeah. 
not think getting it's, hit by snipers yeah. or anything. I love the idea of these permanents with him. I I love like I love every look like, you know to say some positive things like yeah this is all great. I think this unit's great. I don't see anything like super overpowering with any of this. It's just really good for this unit. Focused down on uh, playability with this unit and 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 you know it's kind of the thematic and yeah it just needed that one just needs to be reworded or a, or a forums update and you're good to go yep good unit yeah i dig ig88 a lot yeah so should we talk about the last two pip command card before we talk about uh 11 ig11 since they have yeah. a shared card yep. uh, yeah so i could talk about this so ig88 has three command cards a one pip a two pip and then a two pip that is shared with IG11 and IG88. So IG88 has two two pips and no three pip, which is pretty interesting. Also, an effect you haven't seen. Uh, I before. actually really, really like that. And unlike the five yeah. first command hand, which is really awkward, I feel like that's actually really good for Empire because Empire has a lot of crowding at the three pip slot. Yeah. Yep. Um, but I have a question. Like, yep. Are c command cards. Uh, oh no, they are. They are unique. I forgot about that. That's that's yeah, what I wanted to ask. So you, you can put two, two of these. these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you like... can't take two pushes, and you definitely can't take two yeah. of these. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So this card is called a machine made for killing. It's a two pip, and it can give an order to either IG unit, but only one. And it says you must nominate an IG eleven or IG eighty eight. The nominated IG eleven or IG eighty eight gains one aim token, demoralize three, and steady. Another Again, sweet effect. Yeah, super, super simple, really cool and interesting card effect. Yeah, I love it. Aim, so potentially, get a little more damage, demoralize, right. cause a little panic. Now imagine if you were going steady, after, huge. You, play, you play this on turn three after you've played IG's other two cards and now you've got two aims, demoralize three steady. And if you're, bounty if you're going after a bounty target, it can't spell spend any of its tokens and you can like sit there and take a bunch of hits all turn and then just like crush something. It's yeah. Not bad. It's not bad. Especially steady, right? IG-88 really wallops at uh, range three. Since you have arsenal, you can combine the two guns for, was it three blacks, three whites, surge crit, pierce one? Yeah. Yeah, so it's a really good range three pool with sharpshooter one, and then now you're gonna have two aims, like, give, and give they can't a... spend any tokens. Like, you could you can half health a Jedi with that easily, yeah. right? You're it's, pumping it's, like it's an ion spider, basically, it's yeah. an ion spider pool with, with sharpshooter and search crit, and sharpshooter, search crit, and pierce. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, more expensive, obviously, and not range yeah. four, um, but still. Yeah, I dig it. I like IG80 a lot. Mm -hmm. I think all this together, yeah, it's. I'm really happy where IG80 is as far as design space and balance space. Um, yep. Yeah, he seems like a sweet unit. Yeah. Should we talk about right. 11? Yeah, let's do it. So uh, he has a cool feature that's unique to 11. He has AI, it's right in the lore, um, IG88. His whole thing in the Star Wars lore is right. He's like a sentient droid. Uh, uh, yep. Right. So IG11 has this AI. He has program. two different AI cards. They're called program cards. Yeah, programmed is the keyword. Um, mm -hmm. yep. Oh, sorry. Come on, Lucas. <laughs> and they give yeah, they give you fired. AI. It's like a forced AI mechanic, but you can choose which one you get. Yeah. Yeah. 
Sorry, I guess I just always call them AI cards. You must yeah. equip the programmed card. Oh, yeah. What do you think Kyle was lying to you? <laughs> you said that <laughs> you said that as if Kyle was wrong. Hmm. No, no, no. I was just <laughs> big for your britches there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I finished up school, so I just think I know everything now. <laughs> mm, doctor. You know what you're not a doctor of is understanding upgrades. (laughs) (laughs) Understanding keywords. (laughs) Well, the two programmings are nanny programming and bounty programming. Nanny programming, zero points, IG uh, 11, only rebels. And when building an army, Grogu gains counterpart IG 11. And then uh, IG 11 also gains AI dodge a move. The bounty programming is IG-11 only. So this is for both Rebels or Empire. You gain bounty and AI aim, comma, attack. If you choose a commander as the target of bounty, your weapons gain pierce one, keyword weapons. If you choose an operative as a target of bounty, your weapons gain suppressive. And this one is five points. Uh, some things real quick I want to point out. Now, uh, Rebels have two bounty hunters between Din Djarin and IG-11. So now Rebels can run double bounty. No, does Din Djarin not have bounty? Din has it, but IG-11 does not because... Um... It just says oh, IG-11 only. only. That's interesting. Yeah, That's this is not Empire only. Yeah, because yeah, Nanny programming is in Rebel only, but bounty programming is... Hey, I was right only. this time. I'm just saying, you were. <laughs> oh, what a mess. This cast is such a mess. <laughs> Yeah, there's um, a lot of speculation that say... one of these would be a rebel card and one of these would be a, a empire card, but that's not the case. Okay, interesting. Continue. Sorry, we're wrong. reading these yeah, as we go, people. I was wrong, Lucas. These are very hot takes. I mean, like we said, it came a few hours ago. But uh, first thing I thought about as a longtime double bounty player, rebels now have double bounty. And then also giving all your guns Pierce 1 for picking a commander is sweet. Not guns. And I... Not guns. All your weapons. weapons. Which is yeah. going to be relevant for his command cards. Yep. Um, it's. I mean, it's crazy. Pierce one is an amazing weapon. It's probably one of the best weapon keywords in the game. And one of his weapons already has Pierce one. So like his range three weapon gains Pierce two, or ends uh, up with Pierce his two. range four weapon. Right, is two blacks yeah. and a white with surge hit sharpshooter one gunslinger and now Pierce one. Yeah. So like you can at long range be a gunslinger and handing out two depression and po- probably pushing at least one one to two hits through with with Pierce. Yeah, it's really good. It's two black and a yeah. white. Um, and you probably can take an aim action because it's range four, so you're going to be sitting. Think about like a rebel DLT, but it has sharpshooter one, gunslinger, and, and Pierce. Pierce one. Yeah, it's really good. Um, but like the range three gun now has Pierce two. <laughs> Um, against against commanders, no, no, period. Oh, it's everyone. Stop. So if you pick your bounty target, so at the end, oh of oh 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 oh, yeah. if you, cho- I I understand. Sorry, wow. Yeah, you don't have to be better. attacking your bounty target. Right. Okay. Yep. Got it. Well, and you have to wonder based on your read of this, like, was it supposed to just buff all of his weapons all the time against every target based on what you pick as a bounty, or is this? Was this intended to be more like IG88's command card? Oh, like um, when you're shooting your bounty target? Yeah. yeah, that's what I. That's how I thought it was intended. Yeah, wow. 
Nope. Yeah. Pierce one all the time. It just all day, every time. You just gain these keywords every time. Yeah. Um, and this is for every weapon. So this is, like you said, this is for his range four rifle. This is for his range three blaster. This is for his four red melee. Yeah. Um, and this is for his self-destruct and then also his, you know, attacks plural that he's making with his one pip, which why don't we just get right into those? All right. You want me to do the three pip first? Sure. All right. Anti-capture protocols, IG-11. When building a command hand, if your army includes IG-11, this card must be included. At the end of IG-11's activation, if he has three or more wounds, he performs an attack with the following weapon. Weapon, weapon, weapon. Keyword there. Uh, three yep. red, two black. This is a melee attack. Or no, self-destruct. Uh, it's self-destruct. Self uh, blast, impact, three, suppressive. So here's the thing. It should say self-destruct on there somewhere because it should say he gains self-destruct three. Yeah. Based on how this, it would be cleaner that way. Yeah. Um, so you, the, it still the works thing is, so it's optional is for self-destruct three. So I think yeah. the wording is it's a mandatory effect that you must. So the way self-destruct works is the keyword gives you opportunity to use a self-destruct attack and the self-destruct attack is what kills you. So I think it's worded this way because it's mandatory that if you play this card and you got three wounds, you have blowing up. Yeah. So yeah. my, I think though, you know, sure. But like, I think a lot of people could make the mistake I just made and think that that's just a melee attack and that they're going to survive. Right. Cause it's not clear that it's self-destruct. If you don't, if you're not well, the, I, the icon looks very similar to yeah. the melee yeah. icon. Yeah. There were, I mean, there, I saw people on the discord wondering why this was a melee attack. So yeah, yeah it, I think you're right, Lucas. I think it needs that language about the he performs an attack with this weapon um, to make it mandatory because, like you said, the, just the self-destruct X keyword is not mandatory. Um, but it would be a little cleaner if he actually gained self-destruct because then you wouldn't have to... Yeah. Like, you, you still have to look up what a self-destruct yeah. weapon does. Um, he is defeated when he uses like a this mine. because it's... it's Right. It's it's part of... Uh, it's, it's an inherent part of using a self-destruct weapon is that the mini is defeated after you use it. Mm -hmm. makes sense obviously um but yeah i i love the theme on this um this is a super strong attack it's crazy good <laughs> <laughs> like even just Luckily, on the raw dice have a chance to kill him but right yeah it is a three pip so i guess there's that um you know i think probably the turn previous you'd want to bury him in melee with like a relatively puny unit so you know they don't have as big of a chance to kill them um but like uh yeah i mean it's three red it's two black and you know if you use the bounty programming it also has pierce one <laughs> yeah um and blast which, like, that's why really wouldn't blast. Thing. why would you ever use nanny protocols like, why know. would you ever play Grogu? Uh, I don't know. I mean, and if, if you're going to run Grogu, just put him on Din. Yeah, you want him on yeah. Din for the heals. But it, yeah, I, I get that this like bounty protocol, five since it's both difference. factions, so but good. It's, yeah. I mean, it, just getting Pierce 1 on all your weapons is crazy. Um, well, like I, and that's I not going to happen all the time, right? Because you could face somebody with like a field commander versus a, you know, I, I a guess. Yeah, a regular commander. But, but that's yeah. not very often right so i mean and bounty itself is a great keyword like if this yeah. just said you gain bounty and period stop like that would still probably be worth yeah. it 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Are you getting bounty and surge to crit since he surged to hit? Right. Something. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. So, yeah, self destruct, uh, five dice area attack with Pierce. Um, gross. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. I mean, you can go home, Palpatine. I don't know. Yeah. You, you can, you're going to really cripple anything in range of you, especially core units. Like, oh, pikes. Oh, cool. They got all their dodges, and you're putting three through with Pierce. You just chopped fully dodged up pikes in half. Like, yeah, and anything else, yeah. like a like a five man, four or five man unit is like gone. Like, in combination yeah. with the card we're about to talk. Like, well, and this is also at the end of his activation. So he can yeah. still just yeah. like attack stuff normally on his turn. Yep. And then do this. And you could have <laughs> steadied last turn and double moved in to get all close. Yeah. Exactly. Oh my god. Um, like you uh -huh. almost want to, you want to think real hard about putting three wounds on IG eleven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got to time that right. I um, think you want to try and one shot him on a yeah, turn where this card is yeah. not out. <laughs> yep, one hundred percent. Uh, yeah, you want to do the one pip? Yeah. Sure. I, I can do it uh mechanical carnage i love the name uh ig11 ig11 loses gunslinger the first time ig11 declares an attack action during his activation instead of attacking normally he performs one attack against each enemy unit at range two <laughs> so this i think this is slightly less crazier than it looks um, don't get me wrong it still is crazy because you're talking about mm -hmm. i mean you can use either his range like if you're shooting into white saves you might use the range four gun because it has better dice if you're shooting yeah. into red saves you definitely want the range three gun because with the bounty programming you'll have pierce two mm -hmm. for all of these attacks um but uh note that it says against each enemy unit at range two not at range one to two um every effect in this game that is not a donut historically has is, is worded as at range one to x because you know the range ruler segments are specific segments and if, if you're at range two that means that things that are you know at range one like within six inches of ig11 in this case are not valid targets for this mm -hmm. ability mm -hmm. um so it so has you can't it has just a, run in the middle of them and blast everything i mean you sort of can but like you have to do it in a way that your targets are still outside range one of ig11 um I, I don't know if that was intended you know we got like the five of first card said within range one which you know within and at mean two very different yep. things we talked about that on previous um to me this strikes me as kind of similar uh it you know people were like well maybe that's a way to like sort of balance this card it, it doesn't make a lot of sense thematically but also like if you're going to balance this card, maybe just make it so that he can't attack everything with a Pierce two weapon. <laughs> like that's where I would have gone, you know, if, if people are like, well, this is too good. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like I think... IG 11 before seeing these cards seemed kind of lackluster compared to AD, uh, IG 88 and then yeah. seeing these uh, programming cards and command cards. I'm like, Holy moly. You got a lot better out of nowhere. Is there, uh, and maybe I'm missing it, but is there a reason why it would say the first time he declares an attack action? Because you have Gunslinger? Oh, because no, uh, each time you attack, it's 
because you do an attack and you attack everyone else with attack actions. So if it didn't say the first time, you would attack someone and then you get to attack everyone else in range one and each of those attacks would proc the ability. So it has to say Prevent the first it from attack. looping. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, that's oh, good. I, I'm I glad see. they put that in there. <laughs> yeah, also just keep looping and looping. You just well, but I thought the action is the thing that stops it because the action is you get two actions, right? And so, oh, right. But the other ones are attacks, not attack actions. So that's might, what, you know, anyways, I just thought that that was interesting. Well, that's true. And you can only perform clear. one attack action on your yeah. activation usually. I mean, I guess maybe it could be some kind of future proofing if he ever gets a card that allows him to attack twice or something mm -hmm. or take two attack actions rather. I don't know. Uh, just wondering, just seemed like an odd. Yeah, for, maybe, for all these other areas redundant. where they're not very specific with the wording, it seems like a, an odd area to be specific with the wording. Yeah, and in this case, it's a way that's kind of redundant with how things work already. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Boom! Um, Smarter than Kyle and Lucas, <laughs> doctor of nothing! <laughs> yeah, take that! <laughs> I don't know. I I think IG-11 is kind of insane. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think all these uh, the cards that got spoiled today really like, you know, put him put him up there. Like before, I was looking at his card, going, "Yeah, he's pretty good," you know. And then they had the nanny program. I'm like, "That's stupid. Who cares about that?" Uh, you know. And then all this came. I'm like, "Ah, there it is. There, there, there's the stuff he's good at. There it is." And yep. as a reminder, everyone in the future, if you want to take both IG88 and IG11, you're going to need Underworld connections. Yep. Accurate. Yep. <laughs> and you're going to need to be Empire because I think uh, that 88 is Empire. IG88 is not Rebels. Not Rebel. Yeah. Yeah. Empire. I guess I'm playing Empire forever. Um, so I, I think we brought that up last cast, the under, like with the bounty hunters, and somebody wrote, I have been playing this completely wrong. And I was like, yeah, you know, that's. Uh, something we gotta look out for you want to run double bounty you gotta have underworld connections and you can't issue orders to your mercs anymore that was one that i know a, a few people got caught off guard by um yeah. but i figured out a sweet trick in an iden list if you infiltrate iden you get to pick your commanders and you pick boba and then boba can issue orders to himself with the generic command cards and so that you get around that, that doesn't role. work because you can't pick a commander with or i'm sorry you cannot pick an operative when you do cover ops has to be a coordinate. Pick a, special it does? Yeah. Oh, dang. Have you been doing I, that I wrong, Lucas? Hey, anybody who's been playing Lucas in Germany, he's cheating. <laughs> he Apparently is cheating. so. So it has to be core special forces? Yep. Darn. It's right, right there in the mind. covert ops rules, Lucas. Oh, Lucas. So disappointing. <laughs> Man, I was so excited. I thought I figured out this really cool sweet trick around it. Nope. Makes sense. Oh, yeah. boy. You... You're a disappointment to me, son. <laughs> <laughs> now, what you could do if you wanted to build some kind of weird list where you had like a couple pikes and you had one of them with the Vigo upgrade is you could promote the pikes and then use the courage bubble of your courage two pike core unit for the other. Oh, yeah. Pikes. That seems kind of edge case, but, you know, it's a thing you could do if you wanted to. Uh, you know where you could have learned that lucas is right on our tool um legionquickguide.com it has all the uh rules in there including covert ops all right do you guys want to talk about din or should we punt that 
I, uh, no, let's yeah, let's do it. All right. So <laughs> already we said already that so scene, like, right? Oh, you're gonna pay for this, Jay. <laughs> all right. All, all right. right, it's Beskar Spears new, and then all the command cards, right? We only had yeah. one command card. Yeah. Yep. So there's yeah, not so that, let's, let's that talk about the new, new stuff, and then I want to do like a separate bit on the Amban because we haven't really talked in detail about it. And oh yeah, one of yes, one of the have. things we've been talking. I don't yep. think we've talked in. So I, there's a lot of things that you can do with this that we haven't really talked specifically about. Um, yeah, that sure. are not intuitive at all. So I, oh, the list is lengthy. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. So let's just um, go through the new cards real quick. Uh, yeah. uh, let's do command cards first, because then we can then we can talk yep. about. So uh, we've got what two? Did we yeah, have whistling birds? We knew about. So the one and two pip were new. I guess and we did. Grogu's two, two pip. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's start with the two pip. I like those odds. Dinjarin. Dinjarin gains one aim token after Dinjarin performs an attack action. He may perform an additional attack against a different unit. Pretty good. I love it. Yep. I love everything about this. It's super simple. It's really yep. effective and interesting. Um, yep. Yeah. Pretty fantastic. I love it. Yeah. I don't, I, I, there's not really, it's succinct. The wording is good. Like it's yep. direct. There's no questions. It's just a good card. Yeah. You know, nice job on this one. Yeah. You guys did great. Uh, number one, one pip. This is the way, Dinjarin. Dinjarin gains one dodge token and Relentless. Ooh, I love Relentless as a keyword. It's one of my favorite keywords. It's so good. So good. <laughs> and especially with Din's kit, right? Because yeah. he's, he's kind of like a... You know, he's got this, the quote-unquote standard Mando bits on his profile, but he's really more like a combination of Cassian and Grievous. A little yeah. bit like he's a non-force user that wants to be in melee, even if you give him the rifle. Yeah. Um, like his 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 pistol's okay, but it's not. You know, he doesn't have a ranged attack like Boba does. Yeah. Um, but it's his melee attacks where he really shines. So like, I love that this has relentless on him because this is like an opener where you can crash into your opponent's lines basically yeah. with him, and then everything else follows from that. So yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, there's just so many options there too because he's got versatile on his on his pistol and arsenal too so you know you could go in and maybe hit somebody with if you have the knife or if you have his uh the the um the vibro spear. or the beskar spear yeah, and then the and, and then shoot somebody out of it you know what i mean right. like you're putting a lot of yeah it's just so good yeah it's so good yeah this is i love how this really synergizes with this kit in a way that is extremely simple to yeah. actually do i have yeah, that's to a say cool effect yeah yeah out of everything we've seen so far he's probably the most like complete package that like everything just is like oh yeah this just this is this all good yeah the only issue i have with i, I love everything about din except for the amban <laughs> yeah yeah um you wanted to do the hand thing yeah sure I love that. Two pip, the hand thing. <laughs> uh, no units, basically, is who gets selected for this. Uh, it's just a dash. This card cannot be selected during the command phase. When a friendly unit at range one and in line of sight of Grogu is declared as a defender against a ranged attack, you may discard this card from your hand. If you do, 
The defending unit gains two dodge tokens and gains deflect during this attack. Yeah. All well, right. This is another, I mean, yeah. this is a lot of text, but actually there's really not, there's really not that much that's confusing about how to do no. this. It's basically on demand yeah. dodge tokens and deflect when a friendly unit's a defender. Yep. And it's, you know, it is when they're declared as a defender. So it, this is going to follow like the normal sequence of the attack steps and all that. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah it's um, an example of a really cool effect that just makes sense, though. Like it's super right. unique and you're not going to see Airless in the game, but you don't have right. to have much of an understanding of the rules to get how this works. Yep. Absolutely. Love this one, too. Um, all right. Uh, the Beskar Spear. Let's talk about the Beskar Spear. Uh, yeah. So it is melee. It is two red and a black. You gain duelist. Uh, okay, so yeah, that's it, right? You gain duelist. Yeah, it's it's dice and you gain duelist. Yeah, which is a good keyword. Yeah, and it's also worth noting that Dinjarin has independent aim and dodge. So if he doesn't have an order, you're getting both that pierce immunity and pierce that yep that Those command cards give him green tokens so a lot yeah yep and um, it is terrible yeah my only my only thing with this is yes duelist is a good keyword particularly like if you're in melee with like a force user um but i don't think you want him there anyway and also yeah. like none of these things is immobilized too <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, which is possibly the single best keyword to put on a melee weapon in mm. existence. And you're also paying a five-point premium to not have a mobilize right. too. I mean, there are other weapons that have a mobilize on them, but like the difference between a mobilize one, you know, on something like a magnet whip or whatever, and a mobilize two on the rifle is huge, yeah. because this prevents most Bain units from it? withdrawing. Yeah, but but his guards card or his gloves are exhaust. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, Cad Bane is the only other one that has an immobilized weapon that's more than one. But yeah, the immobilized two prevents most units from withdrawing from you in melee. So like, I don't know. The, this, the spear is cool. I, I have a really hard time seeing why you would ever take it over the rifle. Even if you just set aside the, you know, the ranged effect, attack, whatever you want. It's not an attack. We should never call it an attack. <laughs> the ranged effect on the rifle. Um, even if you completely set that aside, I think you still want the rifle like 95% of the time. Especially at the points cost, right? Yeah. Like if they're the same cost, it feels maybe more like a trade-off if you're getting pierce and better dice versus the better keyword and the special ability. But when it's more expensive, I think you could even make the spear eight points and I still don't know if I would right. take it over the, yeah. the rifle. So at 15, it's uh, to me, it seems like a no-brainer. You want that, that Amban rifle. We talk about all the things that um, you can do with specifically the ranged effect part of the rifle by virtue of it not being an attack. Because I don't know that we've gone through yeah. the exhaustive list. Um, Should I read previously. the effect again to remind people? Please do, yeah. So it's a double action, two arrows, which essentially means it's going to take your whole turn to do this, and you can't be suppressed if you're going to do this. It says two arrows, if you are not engaged, perform a speed one move. Then choose an enemy unit in line of sight. Roll one red attack dice. If you get a hit or a crit result, the chosen unit suffers one wound and gains one suppression token. 
So essentially you roll a red dice for anything you could see. It gets an auto wound and a suppression. It's kind of built to mimic an attack that is gets through pierce immunity. Um, but with this list, a key thing is this isn't an attack. So all you need is to be able to see the unit. And uh, yeah, Kyle, do you want to go through our, I think sure. this is maybe, I don't even know if it's exhaustive. We it's tried to exhaustive. compile all the ideas because hmm. there's definitely other edge cases, but. Yeah, so you can target units that are in melee. Um, you can target units that are small. So like if all you can see is another Grogu or another uh, Dio. ID10, you can still target them even though you wouldn't normally be able to. Similar, you can target units that have inconspicuous or incognito. Um, you can target units through at unlimited range through limited visibility. Um, same <laughs> with Maul's 2-pip. Yeah. Um, you can target uh, <laughs> units in closed transports. Um, yep. You can uh, you can actually use this while you're in melee because of the, the location of the words about being in melee because it's at the beginning before the speed one move. Um, and then after that, uh, like there's no prohibition on being in melee. So like if you're not in melee, you can make the speed one move, move into melee with, with Din and then target something else out of melee. Um, so quick question. Could you yep. trigger his relentless card off of this? No, because it's a move, not a move action. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, steady steady is, the, is what would trigger yeah. off of it, not relentless. Right. No, steady wouldn't either because it's not a move action. It's same wording. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, none, it's none a speed above. one. Right, 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 right. It's, yeah, not, it's just yeah, a speed yeah, one move. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can remove models that cannot be seen. Um, normal, if you're shooting just like a normal multi-man trooper unit, this is probably going to be a benefit to the defender. But in the specific instance that you're shooting like a strike team, um, you know, the, the wound uh, allocation rules about only being able to remove models that you can see um, applies only to when something is defending it against an attack. And this is not that. So when you shoot a strike team with this, your opponent will have to remove the non-leader model, which is usually the one that's hidden behind cover. Um, so this is a way to basically like snipe the hidden strike team model, leaving the other one exposed. For... So for people who don't know, when you run strike teams, the sniper is your leader, is your unit leader. Yeah. So what we generally do is we hide the other unit behind line of sight coverage so that when you do attack that unit, you generally kill the unit leader. And then he just spawns behind line of sight blocking cover when he dies so in this case though because of the way this is worded that you just apply that wound to the non-leader unit because he can't die if both are eligible for the wound yeah and that's generally referred to as corner peaking which is like a key component of what makes the two models strike team like actually survivable yeah. um you know it, otherwise they would just kind of instantly die to like bombards or any other you know mm -hmm. variety of unlimited slash long range attacks because it's only two models um but in this case two turns of life right you get the right. one shot and then you move out and get shot again so you get minimum two turns of being alive even if you're shot at right but in this, this case you can that. you can pick up right you can pick up the hidden model yeah um and then pick up the other one with Aiden or something just <laughs> you know i i don't know 
I guess you could, one could debate whether that is actually like an effective use of time or not. I personally think it is because I think it is. Yeah. Legion, Legion yeah. is um, all about building uh, tempo and incremental advantage and eliminating any activation, strike team or otherwise, is huge for that. And if you mm -hmm. can do that in a way that your opponent really can't respond to, um, like like this combo is very close to doing, um, that's even better. I mean, the one of the things I love most about running Iden just by herself is like you can often set up a pulse scan shot on yep. um, if you can see both models in the strike team because she has infiltrate and then eliminate a strike team early. Um, but that requires like infiltrating so that you can see both models and it requires playing her one pip card and um, this requires nothing more than just giving Din an ambe. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else did we... Uh, Oh, I mean, there's the obvious, like, you can't use defensive keywords, but that feels like kind of an intended part of this effect. So I don't know yeah. that that's fair to list on here as something that's, um, I just, it's like, this would all be avoidable if this was just worded, <laughs> if this was just structured like a ranged attack. Like, all you got to do, you could keep the double action thing, you could keep the speed one move, just, just have the double action thing and be like, you know, make a speed one move. You don't even have to put the thing in there about not being in melee because you can't make a speed one move if you're not in melee. Right. Um, do we mention the Grogu thing? Because I think we talked about you can target oh, small not. units. Yes, but I think the most the egregious thing. out of all of this is the it, line of sight is from any model in your unit to the other one. Yep. That is including Mr. Grogu. So you can have Din Djarin behind a line of sight blocky piece of terrain with a small Grogu on the side who can't be targeted. And Grogu can be shooting people at the Amban. Yeah. The only yeah. thing that can stop this is your own Dinjarin with an Amban because it can target small. So unless you have your own Dinjarin with an Amban, you have no way of stopping Grogu from just sitting there shooting your things while you have no opportunity for return fire. Yeah, and again, this is because this is not an attack. Like normally, this doesn't work yeah. with Aiden because during the attack sequence, you know, minis cannot contribute weapons to an attack pool if they can't see the target. So like you know, Aiden can't contribute her sniper rifle to an attack pool yeah. if she can't see the target, even if Dio can see it. Mm. But this is an ability used by the unit, and Grogu is part of the unit. Um, so yeah, Grogu can fire the Amban. Yeah, um, you can fire the Amban out. Like you said, if, if you made this just an attack, like if the card was some fancy new card that had a weapon profile on the top and bottom, so you could have the melee, or even just make it a flip card, that you can flip freely, give it some, you know, text at the top that says you can flip this card at any time. Um, all I, these I, things we just said, I think, would be solved. Yeah, and it's not that like once you realize that it's not an attack and it is an effect. Like if you know the rules well enough, these are all things that you could reasonably work out. Um, yeah. But this is not intuitive for new players at all. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I think even like if you want to just maintain the structure of this card, you still do the double action thing, you still do the speed one move, but then you just say like make a ranged attack with the following weapon. It has one red dice on it, um, you know, and it has a keyword something like disintegrate. You know, if you hit with this weapon, proceed directly to the assign wound step, assign a wound to the defender. Boom, stop, yeah. done. Like and give it like you know, unwieldy. You can't spend spend aims on you this can't card spend or, aims like or convert surges yeah if you want to even yeah. maintain that part um 
but like you still ignore defensive keywords because you're skipping all the steps in the attack sequence where you'd be able to use them. You still ignore things like cover because again, you you know if you go straight from roll attack dice all to wound, like you're skipping all the steps where you'd be able to use cover, dodge, guardian, whatever. Um, it does the exact same thing. It just does it in a way that like doesn't unintuitively break all the rules of what you feel like should be a ranged attack. I think too um, the real uh, maybe you guys said this and I missed it. Sorry, but like. Cause I was just been thinking about this. I think the real, to me, the worst part about this is the fact that he has bounty in both factions, because you have something with one wound and he's just gonna like, without any, like you can't block it. You can't like, there's nothing you just in, you're gonna, if he can get in position, then he's, there's a solid chance he'll defeat that unit and claim the victory point. And there's not a thing you can do about it. The tough part for me is against force users because you can shoot into melee with this effect. Because typically, right, a force user at one health can still have a lot of legs, yeah. right? You can give them dodge tokens. You can do all sorts of shenanigans to keep them healthy. Um, yeah, in this case, it doesn't matter what you do with your force user. If Din Djarin can see that force user, he's got an 87% chance of just picking them up off the table. They have a it's, one it's, it's lower because you don't convert the surges. It's 75. Uh, Oh, you don't convert surges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, 75. But still, and, and it's it's not even about doing the last wound to a force user. Like, you know, once a force user has taken roughly three wounds for the most part, they're kind of like right in that possibly mm -hmm. just getting punched to death by Rando's uh, danger zone. And you have to really like um, play them even more carefully than you would be otherwise. Yeah. Um, so like you spend the first two turns plinking a force user do two wounds to him with din do one wound to him with something else and like suddenly your opponent's force user has to basically hide um unless they get punched to death by stormtroopers you know so um yeah i mean like balance of the effect aside it just like it could have been worded it, it would have been so easy to just word this in a way that was cleaner and didn't break so many rules yeah, the way you just had to think about it is anyone that could receive a token or be seen, basically anyone who can be seen as per rules can be hit by this. Yeah, think of it like an unlimited range force choke, basically, with a yeah. line of sight requirement. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like that's the best way to think about it. Like see a unit, roll a dice, assign them a wound token, and, you know, um, that's going to be the quickest way to think about how this interacts with the rules basically or doesn't interact with the rules <laughs> yeah it's yeah. wild i think besides that block of test text though i do like din that rule in particular very clunky but i think din as a as a unit as in a character um seems really cool yeah yeah and right, like with boba like He's similar to Boba in some ways, but I don't know if he feels better than Boba. And that for me was a good gauging mark because I've been really enjoying Boba and I think he he's quite good right now. And I was trying to think, could I just replace Boba flat out with Din in some armies? I don't think it's yes, which leads me to think, they're, they're you know, very he has some good things, but he's not, I don't think he's as broken as some people are I saying. I, I think, think his rules like... are broken, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think he's much more like, functionally as like the role that he plays in your army i think he's much more like a possibly cheaper more effective grievous but at the same like his toolkit is essentially the same right he's a he's a, he's not a force user he's a fast melee blunder basically mm -hmm. um 
no, he has, he has no way of getting out of melee besides right. killing things, which is a right. big part for those kinds of units. Correct. Now he does have, you know, he does have the reverse, right? He's got an immobilized two weapon in melee, which is great for mm -hmm. that, that toolkit. Um, he's got a lot of cards that are very good at killing normal trooper units. Um, I still think you're going to not want him in melee with specialized melee units, whether those are force users or um, like Wookiees or, you know, Magna Guard or something. Um, but he's going to be super good at just like blenderizing normal, like rando trooper units. Yeah, he, he, he kind of like reminds me a lot of, uh, I think you made a mention this to Cassian, right? Like where you just have these different modes where you're like, oh, I'm just going to be in sniper mode uh, this whole game. Or, okay, yeah, you want to get up close? Fine. I'll teach you something while we're up close too, you know? And uh, like, I was just thinking about like, uh, you know, I have this Cassian K2 list that I've been playing. I'm like, God, could you imagine Din in this list? And I would have basically effectively five snipers. And just just like as I have three regular snipers plus Cassian plus Din. And just like, you know, on stuff like um like a, a sabotage or, or or something like that. You just sit back and you just like just shooting things at range five and above, right? Like just like taking everything out before it can even like start coming up the battlefield. I was just like, oh man, that's crazy. Yeah, I had similar thoughts with Iden Din. But the thing that keeps me going back to Boba is that whipcord, whip because I would just get nervous about like a a burst of speed maul or Vader sure. or something getting my lines because um, whipcord is just so good. <laughs> like yeah. it's, I think uniquely why Boba item works so well too is because often lists nowadays is a burst of speed and characters like Vader and Maul who are really good, you kind of need force push to deal with them, um, or your own force user or just a, a bunch of Wookies to just beat them into the ground or magna guards. Um, but Boba's whipcord kind of uniquely gives you that pseudo effect of being able to manage a force user. And it makes Boba also, a, like, I think he's almost, like decent diving into melee against units too, because you can dive in, kick something, shoot something, then whipcord out. Um, so I, I really enjoy that flexibility of whipcord, which I think is Din hits real hard and is real safe. But if a force user gets in your lines, um, not having whipcord is going to hurt. Yeah, agreed. I mean, on the rebel side, you could put Sabine in, you know, with her electro grappling line and have a similar fit her and Din did. And then like some Mando support unit. Oh my God. Like that would be. <laughs> yeah. I think if you have two melee, because then like uh, Din and Sabine could also just double team the force user. And even though neither one is amazing one to one, 10 black dice between the two of them on a pretty much permanently immobilized force user i think they're going to come out on top yeah yeah that's the old like i'm not trapped in here with you you're trapped in here with me kind of yeah. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 you know you still don't want Din and melee with force users even if he's throwing immobilized tokens on him yeah um all right you guys got any final thoughts do we need any oh, that was a great episode yeah the roller was... coaster of emotions yeah i'm in a glass case of emotion <laughs> yeah, email email, lows, email lows Asmodee, don't know. i think if, if you got a battle force box or you're generally a, you know concerned yeah. about anything email yeah. Asmodee. and listen we, we, well like we said we're we're passionate about this i understand some of you aren't gonna like that whole section and that's okay but we gotta do something about it at some point and we need to come together as a community otherwise you know 
it's just never they're just going to keep doing things like this and think it's okay and 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 it's just because we're passionate about yeah. about the game about the community about everything you know and the goal isn't to spread negativity or anything it's just like we said we really care about this and um some of these things are getting worse so it's time to speak up right there, it's moving in the wrong direction. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, we are in the Notorious Scoundrels. I'm Kyle. I'm Jay. I'm Jay. You're not Jay. I'm Jay. I think I'm also Jay. <laughs> I'm Lucas. Stay fresh, cheese bags. This has been a Fifth Trooper production. 